Fabcasters, welcome to the Fabcast. I am Arbar, your host, where I talk about uh, confessions of a restored restorer uh, for all believers as a community of restored restorers, just sharing their story. And one of the events that marks the end of the school year is graduation assembly, awards assembly time. And I went to my kids' uh, awards assembly, which was it's so good to watch. My daughter is in kindergarten, so they announced principal announced that this is the class of 2030 man do i feel old like in 12 years it's going to be class of 2030 my daughter will be going off to college if that's what she wants to do but so here's some spiritual takeaways that i got um as i sat in the awards assembly the teacher would read um and not everybody got an award right this is one of those like everybody's a winner type things I don't care, but I was I was just observing people, and as the as one of the teachers read this award, uh, the teacher said, "This person just comes into every day. They got the best smile." And I'm looking across, and specifically this little girl, um, she stands out in my mind. Right, I was sitting right near the where the where the kids were standing in the back of the room, and so this girl thought she was gonna win the award. Like she started to smile, like, oh, here we go. This is the word I've been waiting for. And when the teacher announced somebody else, the countenance of her face changed and I could feel, I could feel her bitterness. Her face changed from this, from this joyous, happy uh, tone to this, what? No way, I can't believe it. And from then on, um, she couldn't, she, she didn't recover. She moped around. Even the award that she got, she didn't like it. Um, when it came time for the group picture, uh, the, her her parents said, "Hey, she threatened her. You better smile, or else." Which is not not cool. But I'm thinking, look at this, innocent little kids, right? Um, when does when does bitterness start to happen? Well, I would say early, early on in life. When does idolatry become become part of the human life. Well, I mean, once we're born, we're born physically alive and spiritually dead. But I would say, I don't know, man, ages five, six, seven, eight, early on in life, children learn to put their joy and their hope in things that don't matter most. And so they learn to make something matter more that doesn't matter most. In essence, kids learn idolatry early on in life. And if as parents, we don't teach our children to tear down those idols, the, the joy that happens of life and community where confession and repentance is normative, then they can hang on to these things. Now, it wasn't my business to go up to, to the, uh, the student's mom and say, well, I saw your daughter, she was really bummed out. It wasn't my place. But I just hope and pray that the mom would be able to pursue her, her daughter's heart and say, honey, tell me what's going on. Why this sad face? And for the daughter to feel safe enough to say, well, I thought I was gonna get the award for the best smile, but but I didn't get it. And then for the mom to meet that with, okay, so let's talk about how, how do you feel? How do you feel towards the, the other person who got it? And to be able to uproot, right, the underlying issue of her sadness, which is, I deserve to have that award. I'm bitter at the teacher. 
I'm bitter at the students who got it because I smiled, I smiled more than them. So all those things, and graciously, and saturated with truth, and, and saturated with grace, be able to embrace that child and teach them. Teach them the ways of exposing lies, clinging to the truth, and then finding hope and joy in what matters most. That's Father God living in and through a person. So yeah, I, I'm weird, right? Like I get that just sitting in a, in, in a kid's awards assembly. I get that. I, I, I scan the room and I watch. I'm always aware of things because God has opened my eyes and I've gotten this awareness now. And then as I was about to leave, we also did a, a little um, hot dog time in the classroom. And so all these little kids, right? Like five and six years old. It was so, so cool. Um, I'm sitting there like little black kids, little Mexican kids, little Asian kids, little little um, Caucasian kids. And, and I'm looking at them thinking like they, they are so cute and so innocent and so pure. Like there's not a single child in this room that's contemplating um, robbing a bank or doing drugs or selling their, you know, like heinous things. Nobody's contemplating that. But they might be, they might be contemplating, I deserve more, God owes me. I'm mad at people. So here's what I'm saying, folks. Like, we need to have our eyes open, watching our kids so intently that we can spot the things that they're going through. This is this is the task of searching our children's hearts. Rather than behavior modification, if we are gonna be into the business of heart renovation, we target the heart. We hang out with what they're believing and graciously say, give me more. Oh, thank you so much, honey, for sharing what's on your heart. So what do you think God wants to do with that? And graciously, you know, saying that. Not behavior modification. Behavior modification is what that mom said. You better smile. You're grounded. And the daughter's looking right across at her mom saying, what? And she's better at her mom now. But that doesn't solve anything, moms and dads. Like, your threatening of your child to change their behavior, it doesn't, it doesn't transform. It doesn't transform hearts. But rather, if you, if you just come at them with question, loving questions in a, in, a, in a soft tone of voice, in a gracious tone of voice, your child's heart can be transformed. And let me end with this. The heart of every issue is an issue of the heart. So go, go pursue your children's hearts. All right, Fabcasters, summer's coming. Love you guys. Peace out.